You're listening to a Countout Podcast. Thank you for coming on to another Your Dose of Death episode with yours truly, Lauren Rosenberg. And as always, thank you to each and everybody listening each and every single week. Thank you for giving me the extra week to prepare for this upcoming episode. Of course, this episode is going to be for June 15th, 2021. And before we get into the nitty gritty of today's episode, I first want to give a shout out to my sponsors, as always, Skip Van Alsen and the Grateful Deathmatch guys are always coming up with the coolest and grooviest deathmatch apparel for your wrestling needs. Make sure to hit them up on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, wherever you can find them. Make sure to put in that promo code of DEATH gets you free shipping across the United States. And, of course, Billy Ballantyne and the guys at Crimson Mask always have something up their sleeve, some really cool stuff. Of course, they have the Duke of Hardcore bundle still going strong. Make sure to put in YDOD for 15% off that bundle. Of course, that is for the Duke of Hardcore bundle, 15% off if you put in the promo code of YDOD. And lastly, this is the last thing I'm going to do, so make sure you listen, is for Toy Hio. They are returning June 19th, just around the corner located at the Metroplex in Girard, Ohio. Over 20,000 square feet of toys bringing the best vendors from the tri-state area. Matt Cardona, Brian Myers, Smart Mark Sterling, and Dylan Hornswoggle Possible will all be signing that day. The show itself runs from 10 a.m. to 4 p.m. on June 19th. Easily located right off of the highway, Come shop at the fastest growing show in Ohio, live and in person at the Metroplex in Girard, Ohio. And of course, you're probably seeing the title of this episode. I'm really excited to sit down with these guys. They were one of the few people in the last few weeks to reach out about doing an episode with me, which I'm very grateful for. Of course, um, you may have seen them doing their big um, Kickstarter. They are back and on in, back in the saddle, as they say. Of course, um, I'm talking with the man behind Interspecies Wrestling, Michael Woods. How are you doing today, Michael? I am doing good today, man. How are you? I am good. You know, it's just hot off the heels of celebrating my birthday, of course. Happy birthday. Thank you. Um, And just ready to get back in the saddle, talk some more deathmatch wrestling. But of course, with you guys, it's not just about all the real flashy weapons it's it's about the blocks themselves the crazy blocks as they say yeah our weapons aren't as flashy as they are colorful <laughs> exactly right i mean you guys are really going hard of course covid has kind of put a stop to a lot of things but of course you guys are like you know what we're not gonna let the pandemic stop us we're gonna be coming back stronger and better than ever of course i'm talking about the one million blocks match that you guys have coming up um, I, I want to get your um, opinion slash story behind why you want to do this match and um, how people can help out with this match. So um, the floor is yours. All right. So the story is basically um, 2019. Uh, a lot of people became familiar with us because we were present at the collective in Jersey City. 
we uh we did the big old uh we did the big uh block match that got the cease and desist letter because uh certain building block company was not <laughs> fond of us having their logo on our poster um i blame my graphics guy for that uh, <laughs> never used them again after that but um yeah so like we were we became known for that and we built up a lot of momentum and then you know, our, our 2019 was great. We did uh, shows in Quebec, Canada, as well as New Jersey after the collective. And we had a lot planned for 2020. But then, of course, as everybody knows, COVID hit. And um, where I'm at in Canada, there has not been any wrestling shows since February of last year. Like, so it's almost we're going on a year and a half of no wrestling where I'm at. And uh, wrestling's my creative outlet. You know, I'm a very creative person, very visual, very, very artistic. And um, I, uh, I put that all forth in, uh, in the realm of wrestling. That's, that's, where I, that's where I apply my craft. And basically, as somebody who, who uh, deals with a lot of anxiety and stuff in life, like I'm, I'm, I've, I've got mental issues, let's be real. Um, the pandemic really, really uh, like added a lot of weight to my shoulders. And uh, without my creative outlet to, uh, to displace my, uh, my thoughts and, 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 uh, and put my mind elsewhere, I, I was pretty screwed up. And um, so one day I just started thinking, like, what can I do while wrestling is down? And I, I came up with this idea for this one million blocks match. And I was like, okay, like, that would be really cool. But realistically, it'll be very hard to put together. So then I, I just... For a few months, I just kept thinking of ways to, to, uh, to put it out there and to, to make it happen. And that kind of helped me through the pandemic because I focused on something. You know, my creative outlet was kind of back in that sense. And um, then I came up with the idea to like, make the little video that I made. Uh, I'm sure you've seen where I like, animated me. Uh, <laughs> I taught myself how to animate uh, very crudely. Um, and I, I just I put together those videos and I put the word out there and I gained a lot of interest. And, you know, I realized that, like, if we're going to come back in 2021, we've got to come back in the biggest way ever. We're known for using the blocks. You know, we started using the blocks in 2006. We had to come back in 2021 with the biggest block match ever. And uh, that's what that's what uh, one million blocks is. That's really awesome. I mean, yeah, we all struggle with mental issues day in, day out of our daily lives. And the pandemic definitely didn't do any of us any favors. Yeah, absolutely. I agree 100%. Um, I do also kind of want to give my listeners a real understanding. How long has Interspecies Wrestling been a company for? Uh, We ran our first show on August 25th of 2005. Wow. So it would be about 16 years coming up this August. That's right. Sweet 16. Uh, last year, like as, as I mentioned, we, we lost our entire 2020 worth of shows. And uh, last year, we were, we were going to celebrate our 15th anniversary in a big way. And of course, that got taken from us. You know, COVID, real uh, son of a bitch right there. Yeah, really. Um, and you, I've, I've looked through like the rosters you've had for shows. Those beginning shows are really special from what I saw. I mean, you've had Kevin Steen, show up um i don't i think generico did a few shows if i'm not mistaken as yeah, well we had seen in generico on a number of shows um a lot of guys have passed through interspecies wrestling like uh steen and generico drew gulak um anthony green now known as august gray mm-hmm. um the, the a tag team in, in interspecies wrestling called the bad boys now known as ever rise oh wow um and that's just the name of few but yeah a lot of people were like the indies were really rich with talent back then yeah <laughs> And I mean, 
obviously these guys were talented enough because they're all on television right now. So, um, and I know as a recent, I've got, as I've gotten to get to know interspecies wrestling, I know you've had Matt Shreeman as one of the longest reigning King of the crazy champions yeah. as well. And recently you crowned Tara Calloway, Adam H2O's last extravaganza as a champion who unfortunately is injured right now and best wishes to her in her recovery as well. But getting back to the 1 million blocks, um, I know you guys are having a lot of ways to reach out to people to um, help with um, fundraising for this show. I want to give you guys the time and opportunity here to basically do a PSA of sorts. Um, How can people really help out with this amazing match idea? Well, we've got two websites up right now. One of them is 1millionblocks.com, and that's just for people who want to either send us blocks from their houses like if you're tired of you know picking up your kids blocks or stepping on them or whatever you know like your feet get really screwed up because your kids are just bad and can't put their blocks away uh <laughs> send them to us we'll, we'll uh we'll bleach them we'll use them and um we've also uh got uh dumbestkickstarter.com and we're, we're sending more people towards there right now than one million blocks because with one million blocks there's also like a wish list where people can buy blocks uh-huh. and um, from what I'm seeing, like, like we've received, we've, okay, look, we've got over 160,000 blocks right now. Mm-hmm. And I feel like with everybody buying blocks and sending them to us, the prices have gone up. Uh-huh. So we feel that like, there's no way that we're going to be able to, you know, it's, it's hard for us to be like, Hey, uh, go buy some blocks and send them to us when the price, <laughs> up, you know, um, yes. so we started the Kickstarter and we offered same perks like uh like there's um tier rewards such as exclusive merch um there's replica belts um there's sponsorship and advertising opportunities and, and stuff like that and basically uh if you chip in you get something in return plus the show gets to happen and mm-hmm. um so dumbestkickstarter.com that's where we're sending everybody right now that's how people can help us out right now onelybox.com if you want to send us your blocks or dumbestkickstarter.com if you want to make a pledge and get something cool in return and have the satisfaction of knowing like, hey, this, this show's happening because of me. Well, that's awesome. I actually am looking at the um, Kickstarter right now. As of right now, uh, the pledge is about $4,399 in pledges as of right now and 60 of them, 60 backers. Yep. So it really seems like you guys are getting a lot of good reception with that Kickstarter. But of course... I know many people who are wanting to donate blocks and I think it, I think it's a good way to do so. I mean, you, you kind of look through your, you're rummaging through your closets. You're looking through uh, your kids who are now grown up who don't really care for blocks. And it's like, Hey, like you need to donate into someone to put them to a good use. You know what I mean? It may not be the most conventional of uses, but it's an, it's a use nonetheless. You know what I mean? It's entertaining. Like we're, we're entertaining the people. Um, I mean, sure, yeah, they they hurt quite a bit. Um, <laughs> they they definitely hurt a lot more than thumbtacks. I always say the thumbtacks that are hanging like uh, like K-pop posters on the teenage girl's bedroom. <laughs> like, and 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 blocks are like those colorful blocks. They're here to. They're um, uh, da- Danny Havoc once said that. Uh, um, rest in peace, by the way. Danny Havoc, the late Danny Havoc, once said that. Um, uh, uh, Lego blocks are made, they come from Denmark and Denmark's, um, chief export is pain. 
<laughs> That's an amazing line, actually. Wow, I did not think of that. Yeah. So uh, you know, it's 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 definitely an interesting use of the blocks, but uh, hey, they're being used and it's it's cool and people are entertained and that's all that matters. Yeah, exactly. It's it's entertainment. Um, so where's Interspecies Wrestling located? Mainly. Um, actually, our our uh, our headquarters location is actually uh, kayfabe as all over the freaking place. Okay. Um, some people use parts unknown. We just use all over the freaking place because we've been everywhere. Um, we've ran in uh, different provinces in Ontario, in in Canada, sorry, including Ontario and Quebec. We've ran in New Jersey. We've ran in Connecticut, and we've had like pop-up matches all over the place. Like we did some stuff in California with Hood Slam. Okay. Um, we did some stuff um, in Pennsylvania with Chikara back in the day. Um, you know, we're just we're all over the freaking place. I am currently based in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada, where I'm stuck because the borders closed. And uh, mm-hmm. you know, just that's just we're going back to COVID here. Like like fuck COVID. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I share that sentiment for sure. But um, it really is interesting looking at the websites that you gave me, of course, because um, it's definitely a different idea out there. And um, when you first started Interspecies Wrestling, what what were you looking at when starting this promotion back in 2005 when you were just – it's like the middle of the summer and you're just like, what do I want to do to find my way in the wrestling business? What were you thinking well, about? Well, I planned to start a promotion like for like a year and a half before I did. Um, we had the name and everything picked out like in early 2004 and then finally decided to go for it in 2005. Um, see what happened was I broke into wrestling uh, originally trying to become a wrestler. I went to a wrestling school for a little while. Suffered a pretty bad concussion, got uh, got scared, and decided not to train anymore. Instead, I decided to sit on sit under as many learning trees of bookers and promoters and everybody else as I could, and just learn and learn and learn, while also like doing video work for the promotion I worked for. I uh, the promotion I broke in under is the same promotion that guys like uh, Evil Uno, Stu Grayson broke in under. You know, we all broke in together, and um, basically I sat under a learning tree and I learned and I learned and I learned. And then I would make jokes with my friends about, hey, someday I want to start a promotion and I'm going to do this stupid thing and this stupid thing. And like all these dumb things that I want to do just for us to stand out above everybody else. Like um, Quebec wrestling is very traditional. It's very uh, face versus heel. Face versus heel, heavyweight versus heavyweight, lightweight versus lightweight. You know, like there's all like the divisions and it's just old school. Um, and I wanted to be something different to stand out. And uh, so that's, that's, that's what interspecies wrestling was. It's just me taking my love for comic books and cartoons and horror movies and all this stuff that I enjoyed growing up and I put it all together, you know, with characters that are not unlike like early 90s WWF characters like T.L. Hopper and Duke the Dumpster Drozzy and stuff like that. And uh, that's what interspecies wrespecies wrestling is. Basically, interspecies wrestling is you buying a ticket to sit inside of my head for three hours. <laughs> That's a, that's an interesting way to put it. I think that's the first time I really heard anyone really talk about wrestling like that, like buying a ticket inside your head for three hours. That's a that's a really interesting point you bring up, Michael. It's um it's definitely out there for one of those like interesting ideas. Like I mean, everyone in wrestling has ideas. It's about bringing them to the table and putting them to fruition. And 
with your idea of interspecies wrestling with the blocks with just giving people entertainment for three hours um how is it looking back since you've had the time to look back at old shows um and see the growth like how has it been for you to see that growth from 2005 to whenever the one million blocks match happens how's that been looking back at the uh, memory lane as they say well see like i've only noticed like the, the the most of our growth over the past few years um in 2009 we started running shows in connecticut and that was definitely a step up from what we were doing in Canada because what we were doing in Canada was we were, we were doing shows. We were drawing like a hundred or less people and um, a lot of them didn't get what we were doing, but they still had fun. You know, like I do describe us as being wrestling for people who don't like wrestling. <laughs> you know, like if you've got a friend that doesn't like wrestling and you, and you just want to bring them out with you, they're going to find something about our show that they're going to enjoy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, be it the wacky colorful characters or the Lego blocks or, Oops, I said the L word. Um, <laughs> believe me. Um, but uh, yeah, you know, like people are going to have a good time. Um, I noticed our growth. What happened was in 2015, we were scheduled to run a show in Connecticut and our venue very abruptly shut down. Oh, wow. So then in an attempt to find another venue, we, we ended up uh, making a deal with this other club that was across town in Danbury. And we were going to run there. And then the week before the show, somebody broke into their club and ripped out their sprinkler system. Oh, my goodness. So then they couldn't run anymore. They had to shut down because they didn't have any uh, fire safety stuff. And so then we were just basically screwed. And then life happened. Like, I went through a divorce. Uh, A friend of mine had personal problems. And um, another person, one of of my other partners, uh, had debts in the family. So we just took some time off and that time off ended up being like two years. Like we ended up just not running for two years. And then in 2018, we came back and I feel like since then, since the comeback, I just feel like two years of not having my creative outlet. Once again, um, I had so many ideas like in my head and I had enough time to go over them and kind of like smooth them out and stuff. And then when we came back, I feel like we've been better than ever. Uh, I feel like the roster has been better than ever. I mean, we had guys like Matt Tremont, um, guys like Jeff Cannibal, who started with us on our comeback show, uh, Tara Calloway, you know, like we just, we, we have such a good group right now and I'm just happy with where we're at. And I feel like our growth is going to be insane, especially with the way that we're going to come back. Yeah. Um, as they say, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Yeah. yeah I think this is, myth. um, this definitely, um, comes into play. Absence really does make the heart grow fonder. I think the way you guys are coming back is really as epic as I think maybe you could have imagined, or maybe I could have imagined, but um, that's a match that I'm definitely looking forward to when possible. And you guys are really on the right track for that too. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it as well. I mean, um, I'm, I'm nervous as hell because I mean, we did kind of, we put ourselves out there with this Kickstarter and with a Kickstarter, it's all or nothing. If you don't raise a hundred percent, you don't get any of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I feel like I'd feel pretty shitty about myself if I put myself out there like this and then we didn't hit 100%. So that's the goal right now, you know? Like during a time when promotions uh, can't really run at full capacity or 
some of us can't sell tickets at all because we can't even run wrestling shows in Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, fans have definitely showed during the pandemic that they're willing to support or back a product that they love. That's uh, what we're hoping that they'll do with uh, dumbestkickstarter.com. And like I said, we've got some awesome rewards for everybody and we're doing giveaways all the time. And we're going to run some special events soon. We're going to do some streams and stuff. And- oh, that's awesome. Yeah, we're going to do whatever it takes. You know, we're, we're, you're helping us and we're giving you back something in return. And I, I find that I, I don't want to throw any shade, but I see a lot of promotion um, doing this kind of thing, like crowdsourcing and stuff yeah, and crowdfunding. And they're not really giving anything back. Like, like it doesn't take much to give somebody like even like a poster or some stickers or something. You know, you got to give something. You can't just take, you know, because I think in the end, you're going to have bitter fans and you don't want that. So, you know. Um, if they help you, you got to help them out in return, you know, entertain them for one, when you come back and do your show and you gotta, you gotta give them some incentive as well. Like, uh, give them some merch, you know, pre-sell a ticket, uh, do something, you know, you gotta do something for the fans because the fans are the reason that, that wrestling state wrestling happens, you know? Yeah. Really wrestling is for the fans and it should be for the fans first. Yes. There are guys you can, as we've seen through the pandemic, we've seen guys wrestle in front of almost nobody except other wrestlers, of course, or TV screens, as we've seen with TV wrestling companies, of course. Right. But it just it just doesn't feel the same without the fans, and you've started to see that with, of course, here in the United States with a bunch of reopenings and a bunch of independent shows starting to have full capacities back. Um, I want you to kind of like just go into like what kind of rewards you are giving out i see you gave replica belts um sponsorship advertising um merchandise is there anything else that fans who are thinking about um signing up for the kickstarter should look forward to well i think that the lowest tier reward is um stickers we, we have a sponsor sticker sponsor diecutstickers.com and uh they make some really awesome high quality stickers so we're gonna get some exclusive stickers just for those people who uh pledge and um you know, going from there, like we've, we've got custom t-shirts. We've got an artist in Japan named Hirodo Fukunaga. He's a, he is a, an animator who has worked on cartoons such as like X-Men and Scooby-Doo. Okay. And, and he's been doing our shirts for like the past 10 years, you know, wow. like at one point we actually uh, did a crowdfunding project to bring him over to America to come hang out and watch ISW live. And we, we got that funded and he came over and it was amazing. Wow. Um, um from there we like we've also got like ring use blocks we're gonna do we're gonna put ring use blocks in like a like a clear case and uh with like a sticker and everything and a certificate of authenticity and you can get those uh, from like from there it's just like you know uh like ring use items and exclusive items and there's gonna be some replica belts um there's gonna be the event used belt as well because uh the main event the big the big block match the winner is gonna get a belt and uh you can actually own that belt. You can own the belt. And wow. Have everybody sign it and everything. And, yeah. It's just the, the tiers are all over the place. It's pretty cool. Now, that really is really is cool. I'm, I'm, I'm myself, I'm definitely going to be pledging after um, this episode to, um, to you guys. I think I'm going to donate $20. I just want to let you know that, Michael. So oh, yeah. be in the look for that. It just, I think this is a really awesome idea. It's, 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 I feel like in wrestling, there's a lot of things that have been done before. Of course, crowdsourcing has been done before. Of course, um, a lot of things and ideas are rehashed and reused. But for this, where you're using blocks, 
and you're using a ton of them for a really high marquee match for a promotion that you guys have had your ups and downs, but are as popular as you've ever been. Because as I said before, absence makes the heart grow fonder. Right. Um, This is a really creative idea. And I think the way, the ways you are advertising this match are as good as it gets. You've put yourself out there, but you have fans as you've seen with the Kickstarter and people donating over a hundred thousand blocks. I mean, who, what other promotion would you possibly imagine being like, oh, hey, just give us your blocks, <laughs> Amazon wish lists, and right. whatnot. And you're getting the, the crowd support you're getting. Um, is there anything you want to say to those who have already supported or crowdfund, been a part of the Kickstarter as well? Is there anything you want to say to people who have already donated? Honestly, just a huge thank you. Because, like, the way I see it, like, like interspecies wrestling is a family. And not only that, I've got family in the U.S. I haven't been able to see, you know, in like over like a year and a half. And when this show happens, I'm going to see all my friends again. I'm going to see all my family. And, like, that's huge for me. You know what I mean? Like, you're contributing to not only this show happening, but, like, me getting being able to see the people I love again. And that fucking rules. And I just want to say thank you to everybody who's helping, you know, like, Fans are the people who make wrestling happen, as I said. Um, and like, just, just thank you. Like, like forever grateful. Like, I promise you right now, when this show happens, and it will happen, it's going to be the fucking wildest thing you'll ever see. <laughs> you're going to have the greatest time, and like, like you're going to have to like pick up your jaw and pieces of your head from the floor because we're going to blow your mind. Um, and yeah, just thank you. <laughs> I don't know. I'm not good at this. It's, just, that's, oh, that's all right. I think that's a great answer. I mean, I'm super grateful, like super grateful. Like you have no idea. Like it's, it's overwhelming. Like I remember when, um, I remember when I first started this thing, when I posted the vi- the first video in February, um, the immediate response wasn't very good. Like it just like, there was nobody really saying anything. And I was just like, Oh shit. Like maybe this idea isn't as good as I thought it was. And then suddenly I just started receiving packages of blocks in the mail. <laughs> and I was like, I was overwhelmed. Like my wife, my wife's in Connecticut right now. Like I haven't seen my wife since last January. Oh, wow. Oh yeah. It's awful. Um, me being a Canadian, her being an American, she's in the U S I'm in Canada. I'll yeah. see her soon enough. You know, like uh, I'm scheduling my second dose tomorrow. So, um, but anyway, um, she was receiving so many blocks that I was starting to think like, damn, this girl's going to divorce me <laughs> because like <laughs> I am taking up so much space in that house right now. Yeah. Like just boxes upon boxes upon boxes. And like, luckily she, she's somebody with inventory experience and shit. And she put together like spreadsheets and, uh, and uh, consolidated the blocks. So they're not picking up as much room and uh, she, she's not going to divorce me. <laughs> Well, that's good to hear. And yeah, that is really tried and true patience, especially being able to wait for almost over a year. And um, congratulations on getting your second dose, hopefully oh, yeah. soon. Um, I'm fully vaccinated, of course. And I always promote to those who can get vaccinated to get vaccinated. We, we want to, we're all in this together to right. see the light at the end of the tunnel here in the States. The lights, uh, we're, we're pretty much near the light at the end of the tunnel per se, but of course, um, to, to do the inventory, to do that as a big, big dedication right there. 
So she's as much of a, a help to you as the rest of the interspecies wrestling team. Um, again, I want to thank you, Michael, for coming on and just um, getting the word out there. I'm really happy I'm being able to get the word out there about this incredibly awesome match idea. Um, I do um, am, I am curious, per se, who have you thought about for this match, or is that still under wraps at this moment? I've announced a few. Um, Jeff Cannonball, definitely. Okay. Um, Addie Starr. Okay. Of course, like she's she's the first lady of of the block now. You know, like she's done several for us. Plus, when she moved to England for a little while, she brought the match over there. And, oh wow! And there's been several of them done in England, all with her. Um, I recently booked uh, Lucky Thirteen over Twitter. I don't know if you saw that. I just randomly I, tweeted. Oh him. wow! I was like, hey, want to be in the dumbest match ever? And he was like, "Fuck yeah!" So awesome. Uh, I love Lucky Thirteen, man. Uh, I'm the way I'm thinking about it right now is gonna be six people in the match. Okay, and that's three so far, mm-hmm. and I'm still mulling over who the last three are gonna be. But I have a decent idea, and uh, I'm sure we'll get that out sooner than later. Well, um, for that, you guys can be on the lookout for that those announcements hopefully very soon. Um, Michael, again, thank you for coming on. Um, and to just kind of end this episode i um i always like to do this with my um listeners is um the floor is yours and um plug away your social medias plug away where people can find you and chat you about this crazy dumb idea that i absolutely love um the floor is yours my friend um talk plug away okay um we are on twitter as well as instagram both at isdub isdub I'm personally at at Rachikon on the Twitter, the Twitter machine. Um, other than that, as mentioned before, 1millionblocks.com as well as dumbestkickstarter.com, we're at like 62% or something like that. And we need to hit that 100% uh, by the next month. Otherwise, we get nothing. And then, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how we're going to do this. I mean, we just dealt with, you know, a year and a half of no real income coming in for interspecies wrestling so we, we need this thing so you got a few bucks or you know you uh you, you know you just love us or you know have money that you want to blow on questionable things <laughs> dumbestkickstarter.com i'll love you forever <laughs> see yeah it's, it's all about the love here on your dose of death today of course uh for those of you guys who are listening of course i'm talking to michael woods the man behind interspecies wrestling of course Michael, again, thank you so much for coming on. This has really been awesome. Um, of course, as I said before, I will be definitely donating to the Kickstarter. I want to see it get to 100%. I want to see Jeff Cannonball and Lucky 13 in a crazy blocks match. I know a lot of you out there want to see that as well. Um, don't wait by the phone any longer. Don't wait to um, donate some blocks. If you have some blocks laying around, I know a lot of people do. They're, it's, it's in your closets. It's in your storage um, definitely put them to good use. Uh, make someone's day, make my day, make Michael's day, of course. Um, again, guys, thank you so much for listening to this. And, um, of course, um, I'm going to be putting the links to both the Kickstarter and the actual match, the 1 million blocks. I'll be putting links to that if you guys want to donate. I'll be putting those on Twitter, uh, making sure I put the word out there as much as humanly possible. Um, 
Thank you guys so much for listening to this. Michael, thank you for coming on, taking time out of your busy schedule to do this with me. Um, and to everyone listening, thank you guys for listening to this episode. Um, Lauren Rosenberg signing off, um, Interspecies Wrestling. Um, thank you guys so damn much for coming on. Thank you. This has been a Countout Podcast. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.